Hello there. I'm Tinbi Dermis, and this is NPR's Book of the Day. There are a lot of things I love about reading, but one of the greatest joys is finding an author who's trying to do or say something different with their work, and who exposes us to new ideas, characters, or ways of thinking. That's precisely what Matika Wilbur's new book, Project 562, Changing the Way We See Native America, aims to do. Wilbur set forth on a years-long journey to document Native American life. After traveling hundreds of thousands of miles over many years, she presents us with what she found, a beautiful, joyous celebration of the vastness of Native American life. She spoke about the book and what she learned while making it with NPR's Melissa Block. Ah, the satisfying sounds of more sales in your business. And from the sound of it, your business is growing. But you shouldn't have to pay more to scale your business. With Stamps.com, you can import orders from wherever you sell online, find the lowest rates with the fastest delivery times, and instantly deliver tracking updates to your customers and stock up on supplies. Get started at Stamps.com today with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. Say hello to Matika Wilbur. Oh, hello. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. She's a photographer based in Seattle. I'm from the Swinomish and Tulalip tribes here in Washington state. My Indian name is Satsaik. It means she who teaches. It's a fitting name. About 10 years ago, Wilbur set out to photograph members of all of the then 562 federally recognized Native American tribes in the U.S., So with Kickstarter backing, she spent the next decade traveling 600,000 miles on her quest. Here are just a few voices of those she met along the way. My name is Autumn Harry. I am a member of the Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe here in northern Nevada, and I am Paiute and Navajo. Hello, my name is Ethan, and my Unangach name is Kanglarich, and I am Unangach from Alaska. Hi everyone, this is Adrian Keen. I am a citizen of the Cherokee Nation and I come from California. Matika Wilbur's portraits of Native elders and kids, rappers, professors, artists, and activists, and her interviews with them are now published in a huge book titled Project 562, Changing the Way We See Native America. Wilbur calls her project narrative correction work, aimed at countering insipid and toxic stereotypes of Native Americans. When I was talking to folks, I was aiming to understand what are some of the true stories about your people that you want people to know. And also, you know, we talked about the effects of colonization and assimilation, termination, relocation, the experience of boarding schools, and then, of course, the best parts, how we've healed from that and what our people are doing to move forward and to develop healthy and strong and thriving Indigenous nations in their own community. Matika Wilbur's photographs are stunning. We see two world champion hoop dancers, their bright regalia popping against a threatening sky. A woman peering out impishly through her fingers, inked with traditional Inupiaq tattoos. And a comedy troupe, the 1491s, standing in profile in a line, we see just their dark silhouettes. The 1491s are these five really like hilarious and brilliant men, Bobby Wilson, uh, Ryan Redcorn, Sterling Harjo, Miggs, Miggs E. Pensano, and Dallas Goldtooth. You know, in the image, Bobby is picking his nose and Sterling is uh, strangling Miggs and Ryan is 
tickling Sterling and Dallas wasn't there that day. <laughs> but, you know, I, I even love that like Bobby's braid is sticking straight up at the end. And the 1491s happened when the internet first happened. And honestly, for me, watching the 1491s put out content was so meaningful for me because there was not a lot of native humor that was accessible to us. Our humor is so prevalent in our communities. You know, it's like, Joy goes hand in hand with justice. So if you come to one of our doings, there will be laughter and loud laughter. Yeah. I'm thinking about um, generational divides. And one of the things that an elder, Ralph Burns, said to you, um, he's been very active, I understand, trying to preserve Paiute culture. He said, sometimes I feel I should give up because kids seem not to really care which has got to be such a, a daunting prospect for for people of his generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ralph Burns is a member of the Pyramid Lake Paiute tribe, where I photographed him in front of a rock formation known as Stone Mother in the photo. Uh, an incredibly important figure. The Diné people call her White Shell Woman. People from several different tribes throughout the territory, they make this pilgrimage to that place to honor the Stone Mother or White Shell Woman. And so for me, I felt really, uh, really deeply honored to get to spend time with Ralph. And it, it did make me very sad to hear him talk about the difficulty of passing on his cultural traditions to young people and to his community. And I think it's a common thread throughout many different communities, not just Native peoples, you know, like elders saying these young people, you know. Yeah, kids these days. <laughs> kids yeah. these yeah. days, yeah. you know. And and I certainly can remember my grandma saying that about me, you know. So, and, and actually, you know what, when I look back on it, um, because Ralph has has gone on now to the spirit world. And so I feel a little I feel a little sad uh, right now in this moment talking about him and um I hope that that he was able to find somebody that would listen and, and I I um wish that I would have uh, been a better listener when my grandma was still alive. Mm. Well, you're Book, the project is dedicated to your young daughter, Alma B. And there's an image of her on the dedication page. She looks to be really young. She may be one in this photo. Can you can you describe the photo, what she's wearing, where she is? Mm-hmm. Before the book begins, there's the dedication page, and it says, For Alma B, may your children hear and breathe the words of our indigenous ancestors. And may we all be so lucky to know an indigenous future. And uh, Alma is standing in a place that's very significant to us on our traditional homelands here in Tulalip, but it's overlooking and pointing towards Skagit Bay with Swinomish in the background. And so, you know, I'm Swinomish and Tulalip, Alma is Swinomish and Tulalip. And so I wanted to take the photo somewhere where we represented both of our communities. She's uh, wearing a traditional cedar headband that my Auntie Judy made for her. She has on a ribbon skirt. She's wearing dentelium. She has on a little cookum, a little grandma scarf. Uh, but yeah, she's just so precious in that little photo. And when when you talk to her, I mean, she is very young, but when you talk to her about this project and what your your hopes are for her, what do you think she takes from that? Well, she's three at the moment, but you know, when I talk about an Indigenous future, I'm talking about imagining 
a new world, a modern world that celebrates and uplifts our indigenous intelligence and what would it mean for our children to know our languages and to incorporate that into their everyday lives? What would it look like for my baby, for Alma B, if she was able to be raised with a pedagogy that our cultural traditions, our belief systems, our value systems are incorporated into each of the lesson plans? You know, how profound would that be? And and hopefully, you know, Alma will... Um, will not have to carry the same shame, you know, that my grandmother had to carry for being a Native woman. And hopefully she'll never see signs that say, no Indians or dogs allowed. Hopefully she won't feel that, um, those feelings that uh, my grandmother felt, that my mother felt, and that even I felt, you know, like, what if she doesn't know that? What if she's free of that? And I have to believe that it's possible for her. I've been talking with Matika Wilbur. Her book of photographs and interviews is Project 562, Changing the Way We See Native America. Matika, thank you so much. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Tigritseed. Thank you, relatives, for letting me share with you today. I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go. There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. But on Wildcard, we have ripped up the typical script. It's a new podcast from NPR where I invite actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to talk about some of life's biggest questions. Listen to Wildcard wherever you get your podcasts, only from NPR. Okay, close your eyes for a second. Now imagine you're on your dream vacation. No work calls to answer, no text messages to respond to, just your suitcase and an opportunity. The opportunity to just take yourself out of your routine and travel deeper. How to actually take that dream trip. That's on the Life Kit Podcast from NPR. On NPR's Throughline. We cannot function for 24 hours without COBOL because it's in our smartphone, our tablet, our laptop. And as a consequence, the lives of the people living in that part of the Congo descended into just a catastrophe. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.